Welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, folks, another week down, and we are going to be a couple of complete nerds this week as we dive into comics. (laughs) Comic books. Yeah, it's an awesome. You know, we we never... I think we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but... um, you know, just to sort of reiterate a bit, we didn't really grow up reading comics. I mean, we read books, uh, obviously played games and stuff like that, but we, we never really got into the comic side of things. So, and, and I don't know about you, but I never really had like the highest opinion of comics because uh, really the short story, more visual picturesque, you know, style, but the comic book we're going to go over today, which which is the first 10 issues of the new Marvel main Star Wars line, 2020 Star Wars line, uh, has actually, I think, been pretty good. So, but yeah, I mean, I, you never really were into comics much either, were you? No, I really wasn't. I feel like it's probably for the same reason. I like to visualize things in my own head when I'm reading. I don't really like to have all that laid out in front of me. Um, and I perform, I prefer long form storytelling over low quick, you know, I don't know, five minute stories. I mean, yeah, what's the average time to finish one of these for you? It usually, usually took five, 10 minutes to go through one. Um, but honestly, this might be changing my opinion on comics a bit. I mean, I don't have a lot of background. I haven't read many, so maybe I was just reading the wrong ones growing up, but I've really enjoyed this. I thought it was a really good series, so mm-hmm. art style is beautiful. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about that. I, I think um, I think that at times the illustrations are what capture people in comics because it is a very specific art style, and it can also... Um, really bring in whoever the illustrator is, a lot of their creativity and, and the variance in between uh, certain folks who write on that. And, and also matching panels with the story, you know, the, the mesh between the, the writer and then the, the illustrator, I think, is, is a very interesting, uh, an interesting relationship. That obviously with a book, it's just, it's an author, <laughs> you know, sometimes you have co-authors or right. ghost, ghost writers and stuff like that. But yeah, a comic is, is a very, very different thing. So, yeah. And I mean, that can actually add another layer to the storytelling. Like you said, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just loaded up the first page of issue one just to get a baseline and like. The, the first picture is Luke's hand being cut off, and that's something we all remember but don't really 
think about all that much, but mm-hmm. the the art style on it really gives new gravity to what's happening. So, yeah, yeah, hundred hundred percent. So that's going to be the name of the game today. Obviously, we will, you know, continue our High Republic uh, run through next week with Into the Dark. That obviously released <clears throat> this week, so that was uh, that was cool. Uh, there was another High Republic comic that came out, which we'll probably talk about uh, during next week's episode as well, and then uh, continue on, you know, with new. Uh, New Jedi Order, and uh, get into Resistance towards the end of the month. Uh, do a little season one walkthrough because it's something we really haven't done. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. not something yeah. we jumped into. Uh, but Have yeah, you actually started watching it yet? No. No, not yet. I'll do it week of. Yeah, so I haven't either. I'll do it week of <laughs> so it's fresh yeah. in my brain. That's normally how I like to do any of our prep stuff is, is the week of. Uh, so I, I, yeah. I uh, you know, you're going to forget details, uh, specifically names or plans. Oh, for sure. But <laughs> which has never, never been our strong suit. <laughs> no, but you know, I, I like to have definitely the our friend line. for all these episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. So that, that's a little bit of what's, uh, what's obviously coming up, you know, make sure to follow all the good, good old social media, you know, at TC plan podcast, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all that good junk. Um, so how was your week? Cold, very cold and slippery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, we uh, got, uh yeah, the winter, probably the down. worst snowstorm, the old snowstorm of 21. <laughs> Tell my grandkids about it. Yeah. No, uh, we, we've had a few really good years here in Ohio, so this is probably the worst we've had, so I can't complain, but. Other than that, not a whole lot happened. I uh, finally got to the eye doctor for the first time in a few years, so they berated me on that and told me how terrible my eyes have become, mm-hmm. so that's great. And, you know, other than that, just reading some comics, I uh, finally started Squadrons. A buddy of mine was kind enough to gift me a copy of it, so I got through the tutorial and the first couple missions of that. How are you liking it? Uh there are some things they did really well. I really like how they integrated switching between shields and engines and, you know, lasers. I think that was all really well done. Some of the storytelling is decent. Mm-hmm. There are some weird things about it, though. Like, when you're out of the out of the ship and you're, like, interacting with your crew members or anything, it's almost like an old 1990s computer adventure game where you, like, look around, but you don't move and you just... You're like 50 feet from a door, and then you just click on that door, and you open it and go through. It's just kind of weird how they do some things. The character creator was odd. I had the option to have a female body and a male head. I thought that was (laughs) kind of funny. Interesting. (laughs) Good old Disney. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, I I think it has potential. I haven't played any of the multiplayer yet, but I might actually give it a chance. I know we've been kind of down on that, but... I don't know. Those games were never really our big thing growing up, though, truthfully. We didn't do a lot of flight simulators. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm still not I'm still not really convinced yet. I don't think I want to spend the money on it, yeah. personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, keep us updated. Obviously, you know, I'm sure some of you listening have probably already played it, but yeah, let's kind of know what uh, what you thought. 
yeah, very, very snowy. It's been progressive. I've had to, you know, shovel at least three times and I do my neighbors too. And that, that's been not great. Um, everybody always talks about it was, uh, the blizzard of 78. That was the worst, Mm -hmm. uh, bout of snow. I mean, we're talking like, you know, several, well, completely covered. (laughs) Yeah. Several million dollars worth of damage. I mean, legitimately people died during that, that storm. I mean, this was, it wasn't like terrible, but it it was a lot of snow. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely say that it was a lot. Uh, it was you know, a lot of days. It was a lot of days of it just compound. Yeah. Well, it was like three, four straight days of snow. And then, um, you know, so you'd, you'd shovel and then you'd have to, you know, reshovel the same amount the next day. <laughs> the, dr- the drifts. It was just the drifts that really right. caught people off guard, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, we should be relatively used to that in Ohio. I mean, we, we get snow. That's something that does happen here. Um, but we've had a couple of really mild winters. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Overall, it hasn't been all that, all that bad, but yeah, it was certainly one of the, the better snows that we've had in the past couple years. Um, coupled with the fact that it was, um, that it was pretty cold as well too. So yes. Yeah, if you aren't already staying inside, <laughs> you're, you're inside now. Gives you more reason to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good time to catch up on some of our content. Maybe, you know, get a few comics. Go to Comicsology if you can. Order them. You know, stuck inside. Well, and that was that was something we can talk about as well. So, back when we were we we did do some comic stuff. Um, but mainly me and you weren't really talking about it on the show. So that was back when, um, uh, the age of comics were coming out, like age of the Republic resistance and so forth. And Mm -hmm. I would buy doubles and I would give you the doubles, Yeah, but we never really discussed them on the show. And there have been four big series that have popped out in 2020. So obviously the one we're going to talk about the main star Wars line reboot, uh, which I believe the, the previous iteration had 75 issues, something like that. And then uh, reboot, another reboot of Vader, um, Dr. Afra mm-hmm. reboot of that comic series. And then, uh, the bounty hunters series. And now we're getting high Republic series as well. So, there's actually a lot moving and shaking in the comic book world. But the thing is, is I didn't really think about getting you doubles. <laughs> and some of the early issues <laughs> well, of the series really are just about gone. Pre-ordering any of them either. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty well, much. Impossible well, they're gone. To find them. I'm, it's not even a matter of the yeah. price, you know? <laughs> right. Now I, I found a couple for you. I mean, I, I did, I do have some, um, at least of the main Star Wars line, maybe some of Vader. Uh, but I just, I, I, we really weren't doing any of that. And I, I figured it would be kind of a cool thing for us to jump into. Uh, but yeah, finding actual physical copies is kind of difficult. Now, I think one of the comic shops in town has more than he lets on, but the only reason he doesn't let on is because it's all like sitting in stacks in the back of his shop. And it's just so disorganized. Like we right. have two shops and I don't think you've, I don't think you've been in either one when we've been here, but there's the nice clean one, 
which is like everything's in perfect order and every all the old issues are in boxes mm-hmm. that are just put away really nicely. And then you have the second shop, which is just like a tornado ran through, and there's just stuff everywhere. Um, <laughs> so, and on which isn't a terrible business platform because it's a good way to make you discover other things while you're trying to find something. It's like, oh, well, I'll get this too. Yeah. Why not? I mean, really the most annoying thing about that is, is I don't think he, I don't think he orders enough of each comic. Uh, and so normally mm-hmm. if I get out on Wednesday, it's usually later in the day because, you know, I work and then I usually try and work out after work. And then, so by the time it's like seven o'clock, and it's the end of the day, right. and I'm lucky to get an issue. And the one thing that I had to do this week, because issue 11 of the main Star Wars line did come out, you have one, but I am ordering one for myself because the the only, and you can order another one if you want, if you don't like this cover, but the thing is, is the only one he had left was the variant cover, the toy variant cover, mm-hmm. and is Max Rebo. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, I... It's, it's, I just didn't want that one. I wanted the, the actual one. Right. But so you have one if you want it. I'm just saying that that was the only one he had left. <laughs> okay. And the, the cool thing I will say about him, though, he always makes sure to order some of each cover. So you can get the cool covers, right. whereas the nice, neat shop only gets the main cover. And they only get like two or three, but they don't sell them. I, I mean, I could probably go in there now, and and I should... And I more than likely will today after after we get done here because I need to run in into town. But I, I was thinking about that. It's like I really haven't went to that shop in a long time. And the main reason is, is because I get weird vibes from the owners. It's like I'm not quite nerdy uh, enough, apparently, for this shop. And it <laughs> You're not welcome. <laughs> well, it it, it, fe- it does, it feels odd because like I, I'm I'm a naturally kind of a mistrustful person anyway. I don't really dis I dispense mm-hmm. with pleasantries a lot because it's like, why are you talking to me? Why are you trying to be? Right. I mean, like, you know, I, I I sold a guitar recently, and the and the guy came over and he he picked it up and he was playing it and he saw some of my uh, my lighting stuff. He's like, oh, you're a photographer. I was like you better get out of this house real quick because if you think you're scoping this thing, I will shank you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't want to have conversation, just buy the guitar or not. Um, the advertisement did not include new friends. Yeah, and, and I think it, at some points, like maybe I give off that vibe elsewhere where it's like maybe I'm not all that friendly and sometimes I'm not because I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to buy your comics. But it, I, right. I, I think at times I have like resting bitch face. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I think I do because yeah. it, at times it's just like, what do you want? I mean, can right. I help you? No. Uh, you need any help find anything? I just said no. Like, what do you want yeah. from me? I, I don't I don't want your help. <laughs> you know? So anyway. It's funny. You know, your, your town has such nicer people. I feel like it's the exact opposite <laughs> for me. I'll try to be friendly with someone in a store in my town. They'll look like you're, you know. You have four eyes or something. It's just well, you do. <laughs> you do have four eyes, so we both do. It's funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it, well, <laughs> you talking about getting an updated prescription? I I probably need to go in too. But uh, get get you get you some of those blue knows, light. You might need you. 
Oh, I did. Get the blue light blockers, I, man. I already ordered some. I have a backup pair of them. I ordered I ordered two pair off Zenny. I yeah. got the the nicest the nicest setup possible. I think it was only like a hundred bucks for yeah. both. And it would have been like eight hundred dollars at the at the eye doctor. It's great. Half that at Walmart. It's great. So and you ha- it's it's awesome. Yeah, you have a more complicated prescription than me. That site does yeah. some good it's a good service, man. A lot cheaper glasses. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think the eye doctor knew I was doing that because right after I got checked, I was like, okay, can you give me a copy of the prescription? Can you you give me that? They're like, "Uh, why do you need that? I need that. I'll I'll see you in a year. Yeah. And they only gave me one of the two prescriptions I need because I need a driving pair and I need a work (laughs) pair that's trifocal. And I look at it, it's like, this is only one prescription. They knew what I was doing. I'm going to have to go back there, and I don't even know which prescription yeah. I ordered. 100%. 100% that's <laughs> so exactly why. So I might not why. need that blue light. It might be for driving. Yeah. I mean, just, just <laughs> tell them. It's like I'm just, I'm just shopping around. I just want to make sure I get the, the best price or whatever. But honestly, again, yeah. going yeah. back to me, I would have I been like, why do you need it? It's like, it's my prescription. Give it to me now. Yeah, I paid for it. <laughs> I mean, what, what, yeah. what, ex- why, why is this even a question? Yeah, I, I, I've done that. I've done that too. Um, <laughs> well, it's like if, regardless of if you choose to buy there or not, it's like, okay, so I just spent a hundred dollars for this exam. I didn't spend it. So you keep it on log in case I might buy glasses here. Yeah. I need it. You know, it's, that's the whole point of this. So, well, yeah, I mean, I remember they're making money either way. True. And, and I remember getting glasses like for the first time and, um, this was down, down on the main, it's not there anymore, but they were down on the main road near that big, uh, big church. Um, as you're just mm-hmm. getting into like, uh, the, the the main drive. I'm not giving road names, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it was just a little house, and yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know. I think that the church actually bought it now, but it used to be an eye doctor. So we, I remember going there and like picking out glasses, and like even back then, there they were like a hundred dollars minimum. Um, but yeah. now it's 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 worse. So yeah, I haven't I haven't bought I haven't bought glasses from an eye doctor in uh, probably more than a decade. And you know what? You look on that site. That's just Zenny Zenny Optical, dude. Get yourself a set of prescription sunglasses, man. It is a game changer, and they're not that expensive. There, it's 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 absolutely yeah. wild. Well, and it's nice not having to worry so much about a pair like this has to last me three years because I spent like, you know, five hundred dollars on it. No, I can break them. It's fifty bucks. It's fine. <laughs> oh no! Right. right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's um, that's obviously a lot of riveting conversation for our. Uh, <laughs> for our listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, I hey, mean, wh- listen, we got we got a lot of nerds here. I'm guessing there's a few with glasses, and they can relate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have a promo code for you or anything, so sorry, they're not sponsoring this. We're just a nerd version of Joe Rogan. You know, we just we want to connect to people on multiple levels, whether that be fitness or lifestyle, or is it just being grouchy? In stores and buying glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, I'm I'm gonna go out and search a little bit today, see if I can't uh, plug some of the holes for the for the comic series. Eventually, I can get down and get those to you. But um, 
But yeah, the, the main Star Wars line definitely has become a little bit tougher to, to buy. Uh, and because of COVID, you know, they're not doing a ton of the reprinting like maybe you would have seen mm-hmm. in, in prior iterations. Uh, even like some of the early Vader stuff, I don't... Ooh, it's yeah. it's pretty tough because those series have been and, popular. Yeah, and unfortunately, that kind of goes back to the whole comicsology thing. It's like you and I, growing up, we were definitely collections people. You know, we love having our our collections, whether it be of movies, video games, action figures now comics potentially and it's it's a subscription for access based world now and comicsology's a really cool service we've been i've been trying that out for a little while now i've got this entire series i was able to import my kindle library as well um the prices are good uh i think i got the entire uh 11 comics in the series for maybe 18 dollars yeah. So it's a good option if you're not into having a collection. For me, it bothers me because I know I'm buying this because you can't get it, and eventually I'm going to want to own the actual physical copy, but it is an alternative, and right now it's pretty hard to get comics, so I'd highly recommend the service to anyone trying to get into the comic world. There's a lot of free uh, reads. The first few in most series are usually free to read. So yeah, I would, I would and I think I think the only hang-up fans who can't get it. Yeah, I think the only hang-up that some people have, and the reason why folks still want to buy the physical comics is is because one, Comicsology is owned by Amazon, um, and you're you're you are paying a lot. So from a consumer standpoint, it's great. From an actual like artist standpoint, not as great. It's not, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it is very convenient, especially if you want to go back and, and look at series that much is, is for sure. So I would agree with that. At least something to, uh, to think about hundred percent. Yeah. I would definitely say for, for your older series, maybe start there, especially when you're talking about getting 75 comics, but mm-hmm. definitely try and try, try and support whether it be your authors for a book or a comic, you know, buying a physical copy is going to get them the most money per unit sold opposed to all these subscription services. Just like, you know, you, you pay for your unlimited music service. You know that the artist is not getting nearly as much as if you bought the CD, which who does that anymore, honestly? <laughs> well, I mean, even if they are still producing CDs, uh, but I mean, like, yeah, records. Records are kind of making a comeback. I, I kind of have a couple of records now. But, yeah, yeah, it's something. So anyway, I guess mm-hmm. uh, I guess we can go ahead and jump here into our, into our series. I mean, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Um, now, one thing that I will, I will say here just up front, I don't know if you noticed this, but I started to notice that right around issue 10, some of the animation got a little bit less defined. Yeah, just ever so slightly. I noticed that as well. The first few issues were, I mean, they were beautiful. Yeah. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Well, it, and it, it kind of devolved from there. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, the thing is, is it, it was like literally just 
I mean, it, from really the start of it, because like Leia, they almost look like kid versions of themselves. I don't know what the yeah. heck happened there, but it it definitely seemed a little bit like. Um, I don't know if it was rushed or just you know less um, skill was put into it. <laughs> just less time. It was it was a little. It was a little Someone odd. Someone was sick. They just seemed like that they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if you. Yeah, look, I mean, granted. Look, looking at the. I was just going to say, granted, Le- I mean, Leia is beautiful. Lando looks just like Lando. Right. Well, and that, that's what I was. That's what I was jumping on so much because, like, in the early couple comics, they really did animate them. And well, okay, so there is another uh, short line for the adventure series called Smuggler's Run which is a, like a Han and Chewie mm-hmm. adventure thing. Not there. <laughs> Not their animations. Uh, you know, and, and we get really? that from periodically <laughs> where, well, yeah, I mean, the, the physical features are changed ever so slightly, but this has been pretty consistent until we got to that 10th issue and it just looked like kids. But, but granted, Leia and, and like Luke are younger. <laughs> so Yeah, so I mean... <laughs> Even looking at Luke in Chapter One, the the cover, it, it's almost like Naruto, <laughs> Dragon Ball kind of anime style. It's kind of rough, and you know I, I understand in some panels you have a lot of different panels. You're not gonna be perfect and articulate with some where the characters are zoomed out quite a bit, but there's a few where they're zoomed in and it's it's it's. It's rough. It's really rough, especially with your droids. And I feel like Chewie kind of got the shank a bit with that as well. Mm. But it, it kind of came and went. It's it's weird. It's almost like there were different artists on board with this. Like they didn't have the same one throughout the entire comic. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I'm not going to look that far into it. I mean, that does happen. But, again, there there is some... Um, artistic license that is taken in, in comic form. Obviously the anime style does, you know, pervade into, into comics as much as anything else. Um, and they are going to try and convey different things than a book or a movie. But I will say though, and you kind of alluded to it, I think Lando probably was animated the most consistently out of any of them, which was interesting to me. I ain't hating on it. I'm just saying it was like they did Lando pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. Obviously, there's some fans. No doubt. There. Uh, lightsabers as well were really well done. Not that we got a lot to see, True. but I feel like they were they were definitely focused on quite a yep. bit. So let's start to walk through a little bit of our storyline here. Now, this is all centered um, Empire Strikes, a little after Empire Strikes Back, like directly after Empire Strikes Back, but in between Return of the Jedi. Uh, we do have the opening where Luke loses his hand. He's kind of reliving that on uh, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, we get some very early conversation with uh, with Lando. There, you know, when we get to Return of the Jedi, there's obviously a trust that's been built there. They have a plan to rescue Han, but in this stage, they're still trying to build that trust because Lando did betray them. I mean that that happened. Yeah. So Chewie, Leia, uh, Han, or uh, Luke. They're, they're not necessarily trusting. And I got to bring this up here. So we have this double page panel um, where the rebel fleet is being attacked by uh, the, the Empire. 
and they're in that star mm-hmm. with like the fire on the side and all the green bursts. That is a yeah. that is a well animated panel. I mean, it's two pages. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the most epic thing in probably the entire series, what I've seen so far. I was really impressed by that. Yeah. And, and we also get a new character, uh, Commander Z- uh, Zara, who is aboard mm-hmm. Tarkin's Will, which is uh, which is kind of like our our uh, one of our ships that we hear quite a bit for, for our Imperial force here. And... Yeah, and I got to say, Zara's probably my favorite new character. She seems very interesting. Included into lore for a long time. I mean, it, the backstory with her and Tarkin is really interesting. I'm a big Tarkin fan. I know yeah. you are, too. So anything that lets you see a little bit more him is always well appreciated. Yes, and I, I'm not going to like w- go crazy in her backstory right now because we'll get into it as, as we go along. But yeah, she she is basically or was Tarkin's uh, protege. We also have some new rebel <coughs> characters show up here and some pathfinders. So we're starting to see like some of the stuff from like Thrawn, uh the Thrawn mm-hmm. lore with the pathfinders. And we hear a little bit with High Republic in here too, a little later, but it's 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 yeah. there. Um, we also get. Uh, uh, let's see what were what were our couple's names here. Um, so the wife's name is Shara Bay, and I don't know. Did we get the the male's name? I be- I believe this uh. is. Uh, Trying to scroll through that right now and find it real quick. Well, they just say Dameron here. We We've never heard Dameron before, have we? No, we don't. We don't know anything about that. Um, yeah, they don't name him in the first comic. I don't. Think. I, I think it's. I think it's a little later. Um, let me just. Uh, we'll pull up one thing real quick, and and again, folks, you know, I I I forget. I forget names and, and connections like crazy. Okay, so yes. Now, these are Poe Dameron's parents. So it is right. uh, Shara Bay and Kess Dameron. They yes, yes. They were also a part of the Shattered Empire comic line, which was very mm-hmm. good. And we might talk about that someday. I know me and you have talked about it, but we might talk about that on the show uh, at, at some point. Yeah. And I and I seem to remember that being relatively short, but I'm, I, I have it. I, I have. I don't remember if that was a four parter, if it was a single. I'm I'm not really uber concerned about that right now, but I am going to look it up because <laughs> I want to know. I'm not concerned, but concerned enough. I, to take I'm time super. To look into I'm it. super duper <laughs> wanting uh, to know. Uh, yeah, so four parts. That's yeah. So it's four parts. I'm pretty sure I have all four of those. Um, I bought them at a, a really nice comic shop up in Michigan. But anyway, so yeah, this is this is uh, Poe's Poe's parents, uh, Kess and mm-hmm. um, and Char. So kind of interesting to see them here. 
I, I would say. In yeah. Shattered Empire, I, I believe that was directly after uh, the Battle of Endor, and I think them kind of dealing with some of that. Kind of like, kind of like in the same timeline as aftermath. Then, yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, it's been it's been quite some time, but very very interesting. So anyway, mm-hmm. we have we have his parents. So, just in in point of story, we have the Republic pinned down. We learn kind of throughout this series that the Empire was able to break the Rebels' code. So they were able to figure out where the cells would would be and they're hunting hunting them down now the millennium falcon does show up for the rendezvous they are able to break a hole through the line to allow what's left of this piece of the rebel fleet to escape but i think let's talk about how they break that hole in the oh line you mean the quick. missiles that the millennium falcon has well i mean I feel like the missiles did probably a little bit less than Luke did to help yeah. them, but I, yeah, yeah I, sure. I wanted to I wanted to get to Luke <laughs> separately, but I I do think that I mean it, it's it's very clear the Millennium Falcon we've always just seen its quad lasers cannons, yeah, but now we learn that Han also had rockets, so he has missiles. My- <laughs> Much to Lando's dismay, what have you been doing with yeah. my ship? How many add-ons did you? Include? Yeah, so I mean, that it, it was interesting, but yeah, on to Luke because I think the the rest of us we can center on Luke. So one, Luke is not able to call upon Ben or Yoda. Even the his connection with the Force is somewhat shaky. Um, but we see it's because of the uh, hand. It's all because of the hand. It goes through. It's the all hand, the hand, man. man. <laughs> but kind of the cool thing happens here as he's sort of having this um, dilemma play out in his head. He's basically able to make some of these uh, ties crash into each other yeah. using the force. Which is both both awesome, but <laughs> it's always fine to me. Like, I know that Luke wasn't trained as properly as most Jedi, but, oh, Jedi are, you know, a source of good and light, and sometimes we just make ships steer into the <laughs> each other and blow up it's all good yeah well i mean i, I think it was it's pretty cool yeah no i think it was cool you know it, it, and it shows a bit of like subconscious power because he, he's not and he does that a lot through this series a lot of pushing buttons and you know actually experimenting a bit with the force because let's be honest up to this point based on the movies his knowledge of the force is pretty uh pretty minuscule yeah, sure. truthfully he didn't do a whole lot yep. with it other than just sensing certain things yep. so it, it's cool to see this progression slowly no doubt um so getting a little bit further here we do realize that our commander azara is effectively answering to vader okay she reports mm-hmm. back to vader and you know we we kind of get periodically here where i mean vader's he wants Luke. Um, so anywhere where Luke is, it's like, don't destroy that yet. <laughs> I need, I need that kid first. Um, yeah. and then sort of the last little bit of, of issue one is Luke kind of unleashing a little bit of his, his anger and cracking mm-hmm. some, some glass. He doesn't break it though. He 
just just mildly cracks the glass. I mean, just a little bit of atmosphere getting out He'd of there. Kind of be dead if he broke it. <laughs> yeah, just a little vacuum. Yeah, just a little bit of vacuum. Just vacuum. It's the vacuum turned to the lowest setting where it doesn't really pick anything up. And That's this is where Leia learned how to survive in space because Luke cracked. <laughs> <laughs> Luke trained me quite a bit. I l- He'd break the glass a little more and a little more, and I I'd be fine. Everything. All right, let's bounce into uh, into issue two. Kind of a secret agent man cover, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. Espionage. Yeah. Oh goodness. Okay, so we dive we dive into here to. I mean, what's our what's our conflict? We want to get Han back, right? Well. Mm-hmm. Lando being Some well, yeah. I mean, Lando being a little bit slippery, he wants to kind of get out of here. Leia's sort of saying, "It's like, yeah, you're, you know, you're kind of a guest. All right, you're kind of a guest of the Republic now. You're a guest, and you don't get to leave, right? But he does, he does, you know, kind of effectively talk Luke into sort of letting him go off-world on a mission to uh, to Jabba." to see if um, Han's there. Interesting bit of talkery here is he is uh, he's confronted by a kind of a squadron of uh, TIE fighters. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also like another group of, I don't know, what were these, like pirates or like some sort of defense force or whatever? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it was, I, I would probably say pirates. Yeah. It was almost, I believe it was the same species in Mandalorian where they have that weird little battle with the skiffs Mm -hmm. and like everyone's arming a grenade at the exact same Mm. time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's that. Well, these would have been like the same species like Hondo, Unaka. Yeah, yeah. So they destroy the ties, but then they want Solo. Obviously, this is not Han Solo. It's Lando, and Lando kind of talks him into allowing him to, you know, here, give me safe passage to to Jabba, and we'll talk it all out. I've got missiles. I don't have missiles, but I've got <laughs> missiles. <laughs> yes. They're so gullible. Oh, no, he's got missiles. We better listen. Yeah. To well, I mean, Lando Lando has a, a pretty supreme, uh, supreme bluff. Um, mm-hmm. And again, a little... Except for with yeah. Han. <laughs> well, he does. He does wind up meeting with with Jabba, and effectively, they kind of strike a deal to basically give Jabba information about the the rebels. And this is going to come up later, but you know, again, we'll, we'll go we'll go for it. Um, you know, we have a, a you know, yes, we are the Republic moment with all of our friends on our ship. You know, yeah, we're going to fight and we're going <laughs> to kick them all in the face. And then we get, um, <clears throat> let me tell you about Operation Starlight. <laughs> Starlight, Starlight Beacon. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. Light of the Jedi. <laughs> we are all yeah. the Republic. <laughs> We even get reference to the Nihil in this series. It's like, oh my God. Why? Well, no, 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 no. So, Charles Soule, he's doing these comics and he did do Light of the Jedi. So, they are, they, they really want, they really want the High Republic to be the thing, man. They want it. 
I'm telling you, don't Disney say. parks, movies, the whole nine yard, man. They're going for it. That's why I'm saying Disney parks have have to be all Starlight Beacon here. So it's going <laughs> to happen. I'm telling you, I I I am telling you. Maybe a little Nye Hill ride for the adults. <laughs> Where they where they like sell yeah. beer and stuff. It's like, yeah, we're Nye Hill, we're bad. There's we're gonna drinking. be a movie. <laughs> There's gonna be a movie. I mean, listen, yeah. could you imagine a movie of like Avar Chris and Stellan Geos and Elzar Man just doing like Jedi stuff? I'd watch that. I'd be good with that. <laughs> I'd be good with that. Maybe not maybe not <laughs> Nye Hill stuff, but something a little more interesting, you know, a better Listen, adversary. you gotta say it right. <laughs> it's the Nye Hill. Or if you, or if you want to, if you want to copy, um, oh, or, or the eye, uh, I can't remember his name, his voice. <laughs> we are the Nihil. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'll prefer, yeah, we're the Nihil. The there's some spice over there, and there's some drinks We're over doing there. all Come the on. drugs, all of them. Make sure that you're not coherent enough to actually pilot this shit. Yeah. Why are we heading for star? No. Yeah. Well, um, let's move on a little bit here. Uh, we do have Luke, who is uh, you know training with one of the little training bots, and he's trying to use a blaster. Getting shot yeah. again. Well, he, yeah. you know, again, he he's he doesn't have this connection to the force like he would. Even again, they are really pushing Lando in here, which which I I I'm cool with, but. Yeah, like yeah. like Lando, th- their conversation's interesting. He co- he leads in here with, "Yeah, thought you had the force, isn't that what you said?" Um, and you know they just kind of get a little of a little bit of a stare off. He's like, "Yeah, like I thought. I'm a good. Uh, I'm as good a gambler as you'll ever meet. I know a bluff when I see it. And the force ain't on friendly terms, right? Uh, you you and the force ain't on friendly terms right now." So yeah, they. Uh, he says that multiple times too. It's kind of a funny way to put it, but it's it's accurate. Yeah. It is. I mean, well, it, I mean, it 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 does make it makes sense because at the end of the day, you know, what what is Lando really seen of the Force? What is most people of this generation seen in the Force? Yeah. Truthfully, I mean, he's he's obviously seen Vader, but he wasn't there when Luke blew up the death star he just knows it happened so and anyway we, we continually get these flashbacks to luke losing his hand however this time we get someone else who in his vision grabs the lightsaber and is acting like he's handing it to him saying follow your destiny we have a whole new character that we're that we're drumming up mm-hmm. at the end of this particular comic Mysterious, which is pretty cool, actually. Mysterious. <clears throat> Who do you think it was before we before we got to them later on? <sighs> Mara J. <Jade>. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I thought that would have been. Um, you know, I was kind of going through the catalog of who survived. You know, whether it was even a Jedi, and just nothing really fit. So I was. I was gladly going into this comic just completely blank. Yep. You know, I'm sure I'm sure waiting a couple weeks when that first came out that would have been pretty <laughs> exciting too. Kind of wish I would have started reading these yeah. right away for that no reason. Doubt. Well, anyway, 
let's head on to uh, issue three, and we're we're getting back back to Cloud City City. More, more explosions. <laughs> yes. Well, more Star Destroyer explosions. Well, Zara is is out here just annihilating rebel forces left and right, and. We get some more backstory here where the lieutenant, who I got to say, this guy annoys the living crap out of me. Like, how many times... Doesn't it just seem like he's antagonizing well, her a lot, a bit? A lot a of people bit. are, and it's like, if if I... And it all goes back to hierarchy. And I, and I think that this is written more from, like, someone else's perspective than actually... And I'm sorry, Charles Soule. I mean, I know you're you're the dude when it comes to comics, but, like, this is just... I don't know. I think in true form and fashion, and there was some questioning on board in some of the movies. So I don't, I don't want to completely bury this, but like continually, no, if you continually, in the if you continually question <laughs> Vader, he killed you. Um, do you think anybody yeah. was, and she's not far off from that. She seems a bit insane. Well, herself. I mean, do, do you, do, would you continually question, uh, you know, Ray Sloan, when she like fully assumes her admiralship, I mean, like for real becomes like Grand Admiral Sloan. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm just starting to like wonder. It's like maybe you guys need to back off that just a wee bit. But anyway, she yeah. Well, and she she almost seems a bit understanding of him questioning her for how her mentality is. Like it's it's just a. I get it. It's a vehicle to tell the story like, oh, this is why we don't want to repair it. No, don't do that. But she probably would have just thrown him out in airlock. Well, and I think like if this were Tarkin, yeah, that'd be true. But I I do. I think she does seem to assume things a little bit, a little bit differently. But she does tell the story um, here of the the ship that they now have called the Tarkin's will was actually present uh, during the uh, destruction of the Death Star and it took heavy damage and she was told by Vader that, you know, to spearhead the hunt and she wanted this ship and so they repaired it and renamed it and it's like a remembrance. So she's rallying the troops Mm -hmm. against the evils of the rebels and they destroyed and killed the best of us and all this good stuff. And even then when we get in here, this, um, this lieutenant even like, you know, did you lose someone? He's like, I did. And she kind of like shows emotion. So it seems like there's like a weird closeness in a way there with this, like no name, no, nobody cares about Lieutenant. So a little different. Isn't that, isn't that kind of an odd question to ask though? When you think about it, it's like (laughs) with how many people were on the desk, it was kind of like in Mandalorian where that one random rebel pilot asked, asked like, Oh, you're from Alderaan. Did you lose anyone? (laughs) Yeah, everyone in yeah. Alderaan when it blew up. Yeah, it seemed a little <laughs> little bit, eh, whatever. Well, let's go ahead and get back to Bespin. <laughs> oh, man, Lando and Luke and Leia are two, are two along for the ride in their little tiny weird-looking shuttle. Kind of looks like it. But not as weird as the shuttles. Well, I mean, now. those are classic, man. It's t- Those are I know, but it's still two shells just linked together. Well, for that, no those reason. are classic. That's <laughs> movies right there, man. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you just need two people. Yeah, I can't fly alone. Okay, well here's here's a, no, I need my own ship, but linked to right. you. Well, Lando doesn't have like imperial clearance. I mean, the Bespin is under imperial control. 
the patrol ships let him through, uh, although they are being shot at. He is able to def- uh, trigger a stopping command for the uh, turbo lasers, and they're able to get in the city, although their ship is is destroyed. <laughs> Almost right. Yeah, the ship's destroyed. And then he crushes some stormtroopers under a door. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty that sick. Great. He's just got one button that does everything he needs yeah, his, to do. His, his wrist, wrist calm is, is pretty dangerous. <laughs> well, in classic uh, fashion here, everybody goes their separate ways. Uh, Leia is going... Honestly, I didn't really understand what Leia was doing. It, uh, it seemed more of a plot device than anything else. Because she goes down the cryo... To, or to the carbonite facility. And I guess the point was to learn how to like reverse it without like, you know, so no blah, blah. It just seemed weird. And yeah, she's captured and stuff. And but. <laughs> she, she makes it seem like such a big deal. And Lando's like, Oh no, you just push this button here. Yeah. Watch. And that, and right. And, and that was the thing too. <laughs> so Leia is captured and she's frozen in carbonite mm-hmm. to be transported to a facility. Lando is going to get Lobot. Uh, who is plugged into mm-hmm. the mainframe of the city at this point. And Luke is going to look for his saber because Lando tells him that it's probably down in the trash, which I find interesting. Which, by the way, Lobot's probably my favorite part of this comic. It's like, I'm so glad that he came to rescue Lobot. I love Lobot. I know he's a pretty basic yeah. character. He doesn't have a lot of backstory. But. We, we learn a little bit more about him later, so we'll we'll get there. But yeah, I mean, Lobot... Obviously in Empire, you know, and he's um, has a little bit bigger role as we move along. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's jacked into the uh, mainframe here. Uh, Land, he's the ghost in the <laughs> yeah, show. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Lando basically does some some quickie stuff here to allow the gas, the Tabana gas, to leak out and and so forth. Um, you know, Luke's in the trash with the Ugnaughts, uh, doesn't find his saber, but realizes he, he had what he needed all along and he just leave it, leaves it there for an Ugnaught to find. I mean, oops, that's not in this comic. That's yeah. in the next. But by the way, j- <laughs> I, I try not to overanalyze comics, but how many times does Lando have to tell Luke, Hey, I'm going to die. Could you come help me before he's like, okay, I guess I'll stop looking for my saber, which I'm never going to find, and it's I'll like, come nah, find Lando, you. It's like, no, Lando, I'll be there you. later. i got to find my saber. <laughs> I'll be there in 20 minutes. Can you last 20 minutes? I need you to yeah. last 20 minutes. Moving on to issue four. So issue four's cover is a giant bait. We see Leia and, and like in Carbonite and Vader standing over her. Let me just say outwardly, and we didn't really say spoilers, but this is spoiler heavy. Um, obviously everything. Yeah. Vader never, never sees her. So that was a bait. Um, but we pick up where we left off, you know, the Lando's trying to disconnect Lobot. Leia's in carbonite. Luke's searching through the trash. Uh, Lobot sends a bunch of mouse droids to fly. Apparently they can fly and take out troopers, which I thought was hilarious. They ramped, man. They just ramped. Okay. That was that was interesting. Um, 
You're just kind of moving, moving around here. Luke has sort of another bit of a vision as he's trying to reach out to find his saber, which he hasn't been successful on. I thought this was kind of kind of neat. You know, uh, we have Vader, Ben, Yoda, even the Emperor in his in his vision. Uh, you cannot hide forever. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. <laughs> Take your weapon. You lose your weapon yeah. just like your father all the your time. Your weapons, <laughs> you will not need them. Um, and then he he kind of hears this. Uh, I don't know if he if it's more the vision or or if it's similar to when Luke was reaching out to Leia, but he does see Leia in the carbonite in his vision. So this is actually what makes him stop his search. Not Lando. Yeah, not not Lando at all. <laughs> uh, but he does he does go to Lando's aid first. You know, uses the force, throws a couple of stormtroopers out a window. Lobot's got Perfectly some light side power. Yeah, fine. Lobot's got some some pretty uh, pretty you know short shortcut uh, dreadlocks now. Dreads, <laughs> yeah. He's got some uh, male pattern baldness. Yeah, dreadlocks. it's great. Now, one interesting thing here: we get to the panel where the Ugnots are still searching through the trash. One of them finds Luke's saber, and mm. the question it, which kind of contradicts our little vision that we see of someone in a. Hood finding the saber. Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on how you interpret it, interpret it, but yeah. But the thing yeah. is, is the question was, is what happened to that saber, and how did Maz Kanata come across it? Well, we're starting mm-hmm. to pick up some pieces here, and we might hear more about that later. But we are, we are kind of going to move on. And yeah, this is the part where Lando's like, yeah, you just spin that knob and press the button, and and they're out. They're out of the carbonite. It's great. Luke does this with the Force. He frees everyone, take out the stormtroopers. Epic shot of Leia, you know, doing Captain America pose. <laughs> yeah. Steal some ships. Luke, there's an X-Wing there. For no reason. It's great. <laughs> yeah, Red Five standing by, apparently. But, you know, it's, it's there. And, uh, yeah, Lando gets all the, all the praise. Yeah, Lando, Baron don't, Lando. Don't hug me. I didn't come for you. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so happy you <laughs> saved us, Baron. You're the best. I touch your yeah. shoulder one more time. Ooh. Anyway, on to issue five, as we see Luke Skywalker brutally murdered in a bar. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, man. The impersonators of Luke. This is actually interesting because this makes a lot of sense. If you know that name... Yeah. And and what did he call what did he call his droid? RD. Yeah. RD the droid, not R2. It's RD. <laughs> so we have an imposter. He's wearing some pretty sick glasses. Um oh yeah. But Vader is still kind of acting like yeah. on a little bit there. I thought it would have been funny if it was <laughs> Luke and he's like trying to get information, so he's trying to be cool. It's like, yeah, I'm Luke Skywalker, like you know. Yeah. And, you know, hey man, maybe you give me some information. Um, but yeah, Vader shows up, he kills this imposter, obviously he's still out there looking, uh, looking for Skywalker. Well, Luke, he's off to, uh, Sorelia. Yeah, that's about how I pronounce cool. it. Sure. So he's off to a planet and, uh, <clears throat> nothing like another water fish planet. Yeah, it's our favorite. 
Yes. So we meet uh, we meet our character here after a series of um, boating accidents and booby <laughs> traps and you know getting blown up and this, uh, this must operate just like a starfighter. Yeah. yeah, it does because that's how that trip works. wire and <laughs> getting caught in a yeah. a water pit that has a yeah. you can fill with water somehow with a button. With an old school like Mayan temple push the brick in button. Yeah. <laughs> it's odd. So we meet our new character and her name is Virla. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have red hair. So no. It's pretty much white now. It's okay. Sorry. Doesn't give him purple lightsaber. Uh, yeah. Well, she doesn't she doesn't even have a lightsaber at this time. So anyway. She's not even a Jedi. No, she she would have been a Padawan or a youngling at the time of the purge. They and they even uh, they said like she was an acolyte of a Padawan at one point, and then the Padawan had to become a master during the purge and basically made her a disciple. In- interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But basically, she she would have she would have been a youngling. I mean, that's pretty much what she, she yeah. would have been probably yeah. in the temple. Uh, but being groomed to become a Padawan in a time where, like, you know, war. So they were probably graduating everyone left and right, just like in the High Republic. But anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. She explains to Luke the purge because Luke doesn't know. Yeah. And, you know, we get a we get a panel here with the Inquisitors, which will come up a little later. And then, you know, she unveils that it was basically Darth Vader who kind of led all this. And I mean, I got to say the panel where he's like looking up is actually pretty sweet. It's just a little panel. Yeah. And she realizes who's not like a trained Jedi. She realizes, but, but that's how much it's emanating out of him. You know, this conflict. Well, she, she's able to, she's able to read his, his thoughts and she gets through him that, Vader is this this boy's father. So then she attempts to murder him. Yeah. And then we 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 dive into episode six or episode six, issue six, which honestly, dude, is probably <laughs> one of the best covers. Luke with it a is. yellow with lightsaber. It's yeah. honestly probably one of the best yeah. covers. And Luke's dead. Never actually ignited that yellow lightsaber. <laughs> just a what if, just like with the Carbonite and Darth Vader. Well, but in all seriousness, though, Luke's goose was pretty much cooked here. And if it wasn't for yeah. R2-D2, <laughs> same in the day. Good old R.D. Yeah, R.D. <laughs> <laughs> well, R2 zaps uh, uh, Virla and saves Luke, zaps Luke. Uh, I do have to say the panel where he's spitting out water looks like something worse, but I'm not going to go there. We don't, <laughs> this is an adult podcast. <laughs> My goodness. Anyway, so <laughs> I, do, I do think it's it's funny. Luke's just here making fish as Virla wakes up. I don't know how to fish. I like sand. Yeah. I mean, I've never fished. You know, I, I grew up on a desert, but I, I can cook it. I know how to cook it and perfectly skin it and bone it and degut it and everything. It's fine. Eat my fish. Um, he tells Virla his name, 
And she, being given this knowledge somewhat secondhand, but still having names, she remembers the name Anakin Skywalker. I mean, sort of starts to call him something else, but uh, what, what did she... Uh, mm-hmm. Skywalker or something well, like Well, it was... Um, Ar- no, so he, he says, Aravan, Aravan. No, that's not it. Anakin. (laughs) (laughs) She does try and like persuade him to like, basically you got to let go of this Jedi stuff, man. It's, it's not, it's not good. You're not right for it. Nobody's right for it. Well, and she does pose a good question. It's like, look, my master told me that the Force had things in store for me and all it had in store for me was pain, misery, and being hunted by an evil man that happens to be your father. So I just kind of gave up. It's like, I don't care about what the Force wants out of me. I want to live my life. I don't want to be a part of it. One thing I want to know about is there's a panel here of her being chased by Vader as a kid. It's like, did that actually happen or is it more metaphorical? Because if she was able to run away from Vader, I'd be pretty impressed. Well, Vader would have just grabbed her. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I think it would be cool if she escaped, but you know, hey, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't know if we're really ever going to see much of her again. But it is interesting. She's obviously a force sensitive, uh, non-trained, but a force sensitive, and so it's just, it's just adding more layers. There were definitely more that survived, and this is, this is one. So, Luke... Yeah, and it's always fun to see the aftermath of that, you know, how much it devastated those who actually survived. We always assumed, like, oh, there's probably, like, ten that survived. There's probably quite a few people like her that are just kind of living it up as a hermit and trying to just stay alive, you know. Quality of life isn't the issue. It's just trying to survive. True that. Well, we're going to another planet. Fetch quest to Tempest. Yeah. Well, it's a quick. It's a quick, right? I mean, what? It's quickie, but it is pretty sick. So we have this old abandoned um, Jedi temple, old or uh, well, I believe it's a High Republic. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't they say it was High Republic? Yeah, well, it's got the symbol as well. Well, I mean, but that's I mean that's the same symbol as you know whatever we want to call the Clone Wars era is the Republic. Yeah. but it's definitely a High Republic air lightsaber that we. Well, get. it's it's it's, it's a Temple sweet. Guard's lightsaber. So, yeah. okay, couple things here, and and I actually think I agree with the High Republic just because of like it's kind of gold around the door. If it looks like something that would have been more mm-hmm. High Republicy, but anyway, from what we know, as he enters, I mean, there's there's literally a suit of armor from a temple guard, which we saw in Rebels, so we, we kind of know what that looks like. There's a holocron, and sitting on another pedestal is a, a temple guard's, typical temple guard's lightsaber. And this this lightsaber you can actually get from Disney, from the parks. You can buy this. This is one mm-hmm. that they, they did offer. Um, probably one of the less amazing ones of all of them, but it's kind of cool. It's got, it's got kind of a flowy leafy kind of neat in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he is attacked by a flaming and grand inquisitor. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what is that? That's great. <laughs> I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. And I'm a murder. You <laughs> let's speculate a little bit about this because when, 
There's big implications. Well, here. the thing it's is, is when when Kanan and um, Ezra went into the Jedi Temple, uh, what would that have been? It was later in the show. Season three. It, it might have been season three, but it was the Temple on Lothal. Um, they encountered the the High Inquisitor, um, and then later encountered him in a different way. But they did encounter the Inquisitor in a in a form, and. Obviously, later, no, it must not have been season three, but later, Kanan kills the High Inquisitor. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing here is this Inquisitor is literally on fire. And the way the Grand Inquisitor died was... Falls into a pit of burning. So is is this how, like, (laughs) which I think, uh, you know what... I'm I'm gonna mix up things, but I think kind of contradicts his sort of redemption towards the end of Rebels. Or actually, you know what? It might make it more interesting because it seems like Vader is somehow using the Force energy of the Inquisitor. Because we're both we're bo- mm-hmm. both saying. I mean, this isn't like a live Inquisitor. This is like some sort of like no. Sithy Force ghosty thing, like the yeah. remnant of his anger. Some sort of like magic. You know what I mean? Almost like some Revan stuff going on here. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of, it's it is it's just kind of strange. Now, Luke Well, okay, l- let's first say first of all, Vader knows that there's somebody at Tempest. So he's going. He gets an, he, the the alarm yeah. bells have been sounded. We get a really visually cool fight between the Inquisitor and um Luke. The holocrons destroyed, the armor's destroyed, which kind of sucks. I would have liked to have known what was on that holocron, but whatever. Yeah. And we even... G- you think he really could have beat the Grand Inquisitor at this point? <clears throat> that is an interesting question. Um, kind of makes you wonder if it's more like a... Uh, I don't know, something like the Dagobah Force Cave. <sighs> Because like, he obviously wouldn't have been able to beat Vader at that point, but he's able to in his own. Yeah, but there, there's but something there's something more to this this one because even at the end, I mean, this obviously isn't a well, right? Because it interacts with Vader. With Vader. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do I think he can fight? I mean, Kanan was able to, and no offense, because I I love Kanan yeah. Jarrus, but like, you know, Kanan is not the. Best. I mean, he he wasn't in the beginning until he started believing yeah. in himself again, and then he was. Um, but I think Luke at this point is starting to believe he just needed his, a, a weapon of a Jedi. So, yeah. and I guess you could base on how much his force powers have increased at this point that maybe his fighting skills the same. Yeah. I mean, he's more in tune with force. And obviously we see such a, a power level spike between empire yes. and return of the this Jedi. Is starting to flesh that, that out. This is a nice, there's a nice little yeah. bridge between that, you know. It's like, well, who did he fight in between to really get that much better? How did he get more in tune with the Force? And this is kind of leading us into that starting yep. point. So it is kind of cool. It's interesting, but yeah, I it it's definitely something to ponder. No doubt, and he totally uh, cuts off the Inquisitor's hand, so that's fun. 
That's great. That's his thing now. Like, I'm just gonna cut off every Sith yeah. hand. Yeah. Well, and, and then we get to these panels where the Inquisitor does converse with Vader. He was strong, so strong. You failed. Uh, I have served for so long. Will there never be a chance of release? Um, you are yeah. a tool. You you are but a tool. Sh- you're a tool. <laughs> you are but a tool shaped to serve my purposes. You will continue. There are worse things than death, yeah. which is what the Inquisitor uttered before he died. So there is something weird about this that um, maybe at some point we look into a little bit, a little bit further. Well, Luke shows back up. He's got his shiny new lightsaber, and he does the sabers up y'all which i don't know it was it it's always kind of goofy but it's you, you just get like some of the it's inspired well, you get some of the folks in the back um our, our character called needle in the back he's just kind of looking at it with like a yeah. derp face <laughs> like wow good old needle. wow poor pretty needle. cool that's issue six let's jump into issue seven another pretty epic cover man good stuff and this is when we i have really haven't been talking about titles so i'm not going to do that now but the next couple are in like this will of tarkin sort of series so anyway time to strike back well we need uh uh you know what let me oh okay let's start with uh more backstory so we have more of our commander's backstory and uh we actually get sahara on Tarkin's planet on his like family land. Tarkin's yeah. got layers, man. And we should, we should do the Tarkin book sometime. There's a Tarkin book. We should do that. We really should. Just a full bio of Tarkin would be awesome. And I love this comic. Cause again, more Tarkin, anything with a little bit more Tarkin, seeing a little bit more of how he treated people yep. in the empire. is just great. So in this issue, we see his three potential Proteges. Uh, their names are. Did we yeah, we did. I'm. I'm just. I was. I didn't. Yeah, it's. It's in here. Uh, Belden, Hanovic, and Sara. And they are basically put on his land. And hey, there's a beast out there. Uh, Ver, uh, a, a Vermok. Go. Go kill yeah. it. Bring me its head. It's pretty sick. You're like the only non-Tarkins to ever hunt here, so like go, go do, go, go kill that thing. Gonna adopt you. Yeah. <laughs> well, Zara <laughs> brings it back. She's a little hurt. None of the other two are with him, uh, with her. Uh, I took the beast in the trees where it believed it was safe. It wasn't. And the others, I killed it with yeah. this stick, and I then decapitated it with this yeah. stick. Your colleagues. Uh, so anyway, we get that her parents, I'm not going to say it, but yeah, did. well, her, uh, we get that her parents were killed by the rebels at some point and uh, yeah, she totally killed them, <laughs> killed them all. Yeah. yeah. The women, the children, the monsters. And, and I, hate and I also have to say, this isn't like the end of it. We continue the backstory, which is actually pretty unique. <coughs> yeah. We get Tarkin meeting with Krennic. She's there. Uh, we get, um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't remember who this guy is. I feel like I remember this this interrogation, this rebel interrogation. I just, I can't remember who the heck that guy is. 
Yeah, he did look kind of familiar. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that felt that way, but we were kind of just left to ponder with that. What's yeah, going on? It is on. what it is. But yeah, he did. No biggie. Familiar. Then we get to something. I well, don't well, like. okay. Let, let's just keep rolling. <laughs> so we get we get Tarkin with Vader, um, and and even Vader here. Yes, I have heard of this one. Your little foundling. It's like, well, uh, don't say that. We know what Vader does to foundlings. All right, <laughs> Liam yeah. does. Um, By the way, this just kind of represents how much respect Vader has for oh, Tarkin yeah. for him to even give a crap about this yep. person. It's like Tarkin, Tarkin scares. Is a Vader. scary dude. <laughs> he terrifies him. And that's always been probably why I love Tarkin as much as I do. He's the only person other than the Emperor that has Vader's respect. Well, l- let me let me put it this way. I think two of the only people that Vader and subsequently the Emperor had the respect for were Tarkin and Thrawn. I think that they were the only two that mm-hmm. Vader... I don't think he fears anyone, but I think as far as respect, Thrawn and Tarkin were two people he wouldn't cross because they all kind of share a similar aim and they understand each other. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we bring to the point where Tarkin gives Zara uh, a mission to uh, take out... Uh, Burnian? Burnium. Yeah, it sounds like an element. Burnium Rowe, who is yeah. like... I mean, he's kind of like part of the uh, obsolete criminal organization known as the Nihil, which actually, yeah. I want to talk about this very briefly because that means that potentially the Nihil, the, like the Jedi, didn't ever, and the, the that High Republic never really dealt complete with completely with the Nihil, which I find a little odd. Yeah, I mean, they almost kind of made it out like, oh, he just knows about the Night Hill and he's following them. But it's like, but he's got a big organization for someone who just is following an old way of being a marauder. Yeah. I feel like the Night Hill are still a thing. Well, I, th- I, but they're obviously not that important. Otherwise, yeah. we'd know more about them before this. I mean, it might just have been some again, something picked up, but like the whole point that. The Jedi in the High Republic and the High Republic whatever military was not able to completely stamp out the word Nihil. Yeah. It either seems like service because Kevin Scott wrote this book and or writes these comics and also wrote the Light of the Jedi, or there's something that we're gonna get in the High Republic where maybe some of the Martian Rowe. That was the guy's name. That was that yeah, Martian yeah. Rowe, kind of like our, our Kylo Ren of the High Republic. Um, but it seems like maybe something happened and some of the Nihil survived. So that, eh, meh. Yeah. Well, let's get on to our to our character here. Um, we bring down the shuttle and basically, you know, <laughs> did like the little panel at the bottom where the aliens face like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Well, anyway, they destroy the little living quarters. But Tarkin is displeased. One, because she didn't actually kill the real target, she killed a body double. And two, she didn't bring Tarkin the head. It's like, I thought it was like, I thought it was like yeah. metaphorical. It's like, no, I actually wanted you to bring me the head because I told you to do it. Yeah. You didn't do it. And and even with here, it's like Tarkin's like look in their enemy's eyes and put their blade in their throat. You so yeah. that you know, show some honor if you're gonna fight someone, fight them face right. to face and finish it like a man. Now, here's the crazy part. This is on the Death Star, I believe, right? This is the Death Star, not a ship around there. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Death Star. So anyway. She goes a week later to Tarkin's. 
Tarkin has given explicit instructions. You don't want to see her. You're going to go for regular assignment. She goes and steals a shuttle to try and like make good on her promise. And as she is exiting, this is when the Death Star is destroyed. Yeah. And it's funny because like even someone mentions, don't you know we're being attacked right now? It's like, I feel like at this point she would have known that entering the system and going and talking to him. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, way. kind of a lack of cohesion. Yeah, isn't that kind of isn't that kind of cool how last second she yeah. escapes? Yep. She was um seconds away. Seconds away from being being killed. It's wild. Well, anyway, we do have a Republic trap or an Alliance trap or a rebel trap, whatever you want to call them now. Uh, who cares? Um, of course, this kind of seems to play in Azara's uh, plan, and we move on to issue eight. Very cool visual there, that last panel with all the Republic ships yeah. facing up against the, uh, or behind the uh, Imperial ships in their pincer maneuver. Mm. Heard that quite a bit. It's a pincer attack. They were playing yeah. this. Bring me a hammerhead Corvette. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> and then we get probably issue eight is one of my top three. Isn't that just a great cover? It is a very interesting cover. Um, we're, Poor Zara, her eyes just explode. What's interesting, we're really leaning into her, too. We're leaning heavily yeah. into her. Um, but yeah, this is de- we have the Emperor in the back. We have uh, Vader, some stormtroopers, and the the exploding Death Star in her eye because she yeah. saw it. Um, so anyway, we have uh, we have a conversation between uh, a little conversation between Vader and the Emperor, and uh, it, 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 some of the dialogue's interesting here. Uh, they will be hunted down every day, every last ship. Okay, it must happen now while they're at the weakest. Uh, disorganized. Is that your command, my master? Thrawn or Tarkin would be perfect for the assignment, but both are gone, and few in my empire rise to their level of skill. I do not like delaying our search for the son of Anakin Skywalker, Lord, Lord Vader, but perhaps you must be the one to hunt down the remaining rebels. And Vader says. No. And no. this again, we are continuing her back. No. We are continuing her backstory. Zara's backstory, we are mm-hmm. continuing it. And it's like, how many times does this happen? Two two issues. Two issues we get into. A lot. That. Well, actually uh, three. Yeah. Because we get a little bit at the end of No six. doubt. I like her with her, her slightly longer hair though. I think it looks better. Yeah. Than her super slick back hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she's basically on some random outpost, gets a direct message from Lord Vader, and uh, you know, kind of tells her it's like the Emperor knows your name, and this is like that could be yeah, good or this bad. is like he's laying it down. It's like this could be you have no choice, but this could be your greatest triumph or your greatest failure. You know, you're you know about what Tarkin was all about, so go do it. And then we flash to the the present. She is. Uh, <laughs> And then we get Mencha, it's like, yeah, that sounds like Tarkin. Yeah. He once taught me something as well on a world called Chandra's Folly. I found the lesson yeah. instructive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. It's like, God, who teaches Vader? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you know, Tarkin, you Tarkin a was a captain during the Clone Wars. 
And uh, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm gonna. Oh, for Pete's sake. It 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 helps if I if I uh, know how to spell things. <laughs> because I I actually want to uh, look that up because it's not coming to mind. <clears throat> Let me see if I can remember this. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, Chandra's Folly was a planet located galaxy out of rim. Uh, Gunnar Tarkin and 19 other hunters hunted the Sith Lord Darth Vader on Chandra's Folly. By day, by the ninth day of the hunt, only eight, including Tarkin, remained. I don't remember where this comes up. Yeah, I don't either. I know of it, but I don't. Yeah, it sounds su- remember if that was part of a book or a comic or. Yeah, what. it sounds super super familiar. Um, hmm, it's probably the Vader series. Truthfully, the old Vader series. But I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to... uh, Oh, okay. So this might have been Dark Lord of the Sith. Ah, interesting. So yeah, this was the the 2008 Vader series, Dark Lord of the Sith. Mm, Okay. Mm. Yeah, so this wasn't the horse one, I don't think. I think this was the I think yeah. this is the better one. <laughs> I have these, I'm pretty sure. I yeah, okay. Let's get back to our comic series yeah, we because we actually talked about going through those. Yeah, let, let let's talk about our series now because we are running a bit longer than normal. Uh but there was a lot to go over. But anyway, we'll, we'll eh, some other time. Anyway, Zara's leading a boarding party. She's got some sweet black armor. She's apparently killing everyone at will. She's got a bigger, like, she's got, like, a knife sword thing. (laughs) She takes control of, uh, what is it, the engine room, wasn't it? And uh, calls Leia down. Uh, Life support. Well, she calls Leia down. She wants wants Leia. Uh, Luke, Lando, they're all out there doing their thing. And I got to say, some pretty pretty sweet uh, launching of all the different fighters. Yeah, that, that awesome? you have all the different colors: A wings, B wings, X wings, all that good, you know, Y wings stuff like that. So, it really, really cool panel there. Uh, Wedge Antilles is here, so that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our confrontation, and you know, Leia has. I'm assuming this is Han's blaster here, because if not, it's basically a dead ringer. I'm going to say it's Han's blaster. Um. She tries to fire a few shots as as we have the villainous exposition, but she's really not a match. I mean, Leia's mm-hmm. Zara says it here. Leia is a symbol. She is a fighter, but mm-hmm. she she's more of a leader than a than a soldier. So to, I mean, eh, she okay. She's a leader, kind of a soldier, mainly a symbol of hope, but also not like an elite fighter. Where Zara is obviously very, very well trained, except for in Battlefront. Two, <laughs> That's back true. Mid two thousand. That yeah. You kill the emperor with her. Now, one thing that I'm I'm gonna say that I'm not one hundred percent sure if I care for is, you know, Leia gets cut a little bit. She gets a little grazing shot by a blaster, but Luke shows up. Yeah. And 
we have sort of a stare down. Zara is instructed specifically not to mess with Luke, but in order... But she throws a sword. Well, in order to escape, she throws a sword, does a flippy maneuver over him, and escapes. That kind of was a little bit meh. Yeah. But okay, you know, she's cool. She's pretty BA, has a rocket pack, doing space walks without a... Well, I guess she does have a... Well, okay, so from a, an illustrating she, standpoint, she does have a face... Puts on a little Yeah, but it's not covering her yeah. all of her exposed skin. Right. So, hey, whatever. <laughs> it's a short, short, short jaunt. Now, the interesting thing here, and I don't think she did what she thought she did... But Zara basically is like, I left Leia without hope. But in the very next couple yeah. panels, yeah, she's a little banged and bruised, but like they're still discussing things and we still move forward. So I actually think that, that was kind of a little bit lost. It's like maybe in your insane mind you thought that this was how it worked, but it's not really how it worked. Anyway, she's got a sword. Let's move to cha- let's, chapter nine. I can't say it. Uh, issue nine. <laughs> Might as well Issue be. Issue nine. Keeping <laughs> going. We, we, I do like the first panel here. We get sassy Leia. I'm <laughs> sassy, sassy Leia. Uh, it's time for Operation Starlight to begin. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Starlight. So this is where we kind of get into kind of like, hey, we need to extend this series a little bit. We've been running pretty hot and heavy. We need to back off yeah. just a wee bit so that we can stretch this out. And we fetch quest. Yeah, and we kind of have like a C3PO sort of thing here. So in order to communicate, they have to come up with a new code. So 3PO has a an idea here to use a long extinct language that was only spoken by like some cave dwellers that are long dead. The Empire doesn't know about this. There's only one droid in the galaxy that has it. And the language is called Throwack. Throwack. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Which, yeah. Uh, thankfully, they didn't uh, call in the Bothans for this particular run uh, because they have to go to Coruscant. I mean, what? <laughs> okay. This is the most stupid <laughs> idea I think C3PO has ever had. Yeah, it was it was a little bit but it was sort of. It was kind of odd, but we send a team to Coruscant to retrieve this this droid that's um basically been curated in this museum. And who do we send? High profile, Lobot, and Lando. Well, I I mean we yeah, we send Pathfinders, which now that we understand, Doesn't well, now that sense. we understand what Pathfinders oh, wow. are, they they would seem to be pretty v- valuable, um, especially yeah. Pathfinders who would have broken from the guild and are working for the Republic or the Rebels. And yeah, so we're sending like all of our Pathfinders and Lando to go retrieve this the, this droid. droid. On Coruscant, the capital of the galaxy. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine, for fine, for fine, fine, fine. Let's, sure. let's just keep suspending disbelief. It's cool. <laughs> well, we, we, we <laughs> did you like seeing the, the, the guards, the blue armored guards again? Yes. Those were the, 
little throwback from yeah, Clone Wars. Definitely, definitely <laughs> a throwback. Well, in order to get in, Needle is going to provide a distraction. Uh, you know, complaining about... It's kind of a funny discri- distraction, yeah. honestly. Co- you know, complaining about the art. Our other friends are able to break in, steal the bot without, like, any real effort. I mean, they knocked out a few guards and then stole the bot. Like, it was the easiest thing. Just imagine, like, they, they're dragging it on the ground yeah. with a blanket covering <laughs> it. Like, don't mind me just taking something out of the art museum that somehow holds billions. Yeah, items. exactly. Explain that to me. <laughs> well, in order to ensure that they are able to get away, Needle, like, steals a piece and tries to run. He's captured and he's executed. That's kind of cold-blooded, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you just murdered a character. Yeah. For a bot. A lot, lot of lot of sacrifice in this that doesn't necessarily need to be. It doesn't there, feel like it. From what I've found so far. Especially when we realize at the end of this issue that the bot is not, like, fully functional. Can't talk. So. Yeah. That's nine. Let's go to issue ten. Issue 10. So, <laughs> I don't understand, like, yeah. what, what C-3PO is actually doing in here because it's not like he can work on anything. He's not like a, a flipping computer scientist or whatever. He's just a protocol droid. But anyway. That's what R2 Yeah, I mean, R2 is working on the droid. Droid wakes up and goes psychotic. Like, he's he's like half protocol droid, half murder assassin droid, which... <sighs> He's what we thought C-3PO was going to be in Rise. Well, <laughs> when we saw that terrible little trailer. I, I'm I'm just I'm fascinated as to why they would give this bot all this seeming power. I mean, he's able to dispatch C-3PO, which isn't anything. But when R2 goes to zap him, he like does a Yoda maneuver and like catches yeah. the energy and directs it back. Like, how does that work? This is a protocol droid. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's uh, obviously something else here, uh, but Lobot makes a connection with him, like a. He uses he uses the <laughs> Professor X. <force>. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of strange. He uses his his now growing dreadlocks, which he whatever to make this connection. And this droid has like a ton of. Sassy personality, which is great. Doesn't really want to help. It's probably not the worst out of all droids that we've had recently. No, but he's nefarious. Like, he's he's a nefarious droid. I'm on my side, the winning side. (laughs) And this is where, like, legitimately, like, these next couple panels when, when the group is talking with this bot, this is when I started to notice that the artwork went downhill. Um, Lando, yes. not so bad. Rez looks ridiculous. Leia looks like C-3PO a child. C-3PO and Lobot. <laughs> I mean, C-3PO is meh, but he looks sort of like misproportioned. But yeah, Lobot seems lo-fi. It all just sort of seems to get lo-fi and like weirdly strange anime. And I, and I don't get it. Anime. Yeah. It's the eyes, man. It's always in the eyes. Yeah. Well, Lando kind of makes a deal with our, with our bot. Um, 
and Lobot sort of sticks with him, I guess. But we get some Lobot backstory, which I never yeah. dived into this character, so I don't know much about. But apparently, this was um, this person was being used by the Empire for battle simulations, which we saw with some clones, and. Mm-hmm him and Lando ran around for quite some time. But when Lando was in trouble, Lobot saved him at the cost of... Yeah, and basically lost the majority of yeah. his mind in the process. So he's kind of like more... He's more machine than man. <laughs> <laughs> and Lando's been trying to find a way to reverse this, but he has had no luck yeah. so far. So anyway, they sort of make a deal with our... Trans lady, weird psycho murder droid. And as Lando stomps off with his sweet cape, he gets a call from Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Good old bib. Yes. And he kind of gives him some information. It's like, yeah, maybe I'll tell you the rest later. We'll see. <laughs> now I want to I wanna talk about the <laughs> When we have our pilots in their V stance and <laughs> with, with their, their names. names. Yeah. It's like they put little name names. <laughs> we don't know any of these people and we don't care well, about we, them. Well, we wouldn't, Shara. we wouldn't know them, but I mean, obviously Shar yeah. Bay's here and Wedge and Tilly's, but like Mart, Mart, Mart Matin. Sick. Freya Smith. <laughs> Smythe. Smith with a Y, Smythe. by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Luolu Lampar, Evan, Berlin, <laughs> two A's and Evan. Mart Martin. Yeah, Mart, Mart <laughs> Matt. Mart it, I said Martin too, but it's Matin. It's two T's. So yeah, Mart yeah, Matin, yeah. pilots of the Republic. Uh, anyway, it just leads up to a really weird kissy scene between the Damrons here, which just full, full tongue. That's like. That's like full face sucker thing. I mean, you. I, I think I feel like the person who animated that doesn't know what kissing looks like. <laughs> right? <laughs> Kiss me, Google yeah. It. It's like what the heck, man? <laughs> so anime. Well, as we move towards the sort of conclusion of of issue ten, we have our fleet kind of being attacked by viper droids. And uh, they're like boring into the ships, ships droids. They're lo- they're lobotomizing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The poor little protocol droids. <laughs> and somehow through that drill, they would be able to access all the flight plans, all the plans of the rebels. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. It just sort of seemed like an odd panel because, like, I, I got lost here. Because, like, all of a sudden we're like we're in the hangar, we're we're doing weird kissy stuff, and then the next panel is like, you know, we're we're just near this planet, and I mean, this is where the sixth division was destroyed, but they left Viper droids, and then they're boring into their droids to get droid. Stuff. Yeah. So are these people screwed? 
or are they okay? Was this like a plan? I mean, I, I, I started to get a little right. bit like I'm law. I, I honestly, I got to say, I hope issue 11 starts to make some sense because this one threw me off. It does. It threw me I off. I actually read it waiting for you. Issue eleven completely clears all this up. Yeah, I, I hadn't had the I hadn't had the chance to jump into it yet, but obviously we'll talk about it later. But anyway, so we do have a short page here with um with Lobot and our our droid here is actually able to kind of click his personality back. Yeah, he essentially fixes him. Yeah, which I think is you know it's and a just. Back to Lobot. Yeah, quiet. I mean, it's like you know. But we find out pretty soon why it's he's he's having a bad yeah. time right now. It's well, like, I, you know, it's a common problem with hy- hybrid droids in my day. What? Where am I? I don't. What? It worked. Fascinating. So there's gonna be some, yeah. probably some backstabbing there. Right? I'd have to imagine, which kind of sucky. Uh, so anyway, that was like a short page, <laughs> and then we have uh, you know. We have our Viper droids piecing out. We got Choom, 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 Choom. Yeah, Choom, right. (sighs) Whatever. All right, let's keep moving. Um, And then we get finally here that the, for some reason, the process that this droid is taking for this language stuff uh, is killing Lobot. Is killing Lobot. Yeah. Because why not? Again, it just like it's not making a ton of sense to me for whatever reason. No, no nothing here with Lobot really makes any sense to me. Truthfully, yeah. not one bit of this interaction. Yeah. Well, Kess Dameron is like, uh, you know, we're, we're we're doing this. Your your Lobot's dead because like my wife's out there and she's not dying. So screw your friend. She's more important. And then we have a very probably the worst animated Lando. Very misproportioned, huge head, little tiny body, and a really, and a really pissed off Chewie in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we leave it there. We leave with a standoff between Lando and Cass, where Cass pulls blaster. Um, yeah, that one that that issue didn't make much sense to me, but it is what it is. So they're obviously again they're setting up to try and get a new encryption, and they're all mad at each other <laughs> we've, we've got roughly two out of ten that are kind of crap but honestly the rest of these have been really entertaining so. yeah so let, let's let's start a little bit of a wrap up here but um so out of our 10 i know this is kind of a big ask what were some of your what were some of your favorites and maybe favorite moments um, go on Favorite moments would definitely be uh, just in general, kind of going back to save Lobot and searching for Luke's lightsaber was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much everything with our new uh, big baddies are mm-hmm. uh, pretty much all the backstory with Tarkin were probably my favorite scenes. Yeah. Issue seven kind of contained a lot of that backstory. That was very good. Six was our Jedi Temple, which I, I thought was uh, very good. Five, you know, finding our new uh, Force-sensitive person. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that as well. You know, yeah. uh, four, okay, three, returning Cloud City, okay. 
Uh, first two issues, you know, uh, pretty good, pretty serviceable. I mean, uh, very interesting, you know, building building blocks to the story. So, but I, I have to say, through reading these, and I got to tell you, ep- issue one is a thick boy. Um, but yeah. uh, very interesting start to this series. I tried a little bit to read into some of the um, the original line the 75 issue line. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed very silly. It seemed like silly Marvel really? stuff. Um, this yeah. series seems like it's pretty seriously trying to tell a good story. And I like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what we have, what we have next, what we have coming up next. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And again, you, you will enjoy 11 and it does set up for some interesting things. Um, this is clearly going to go well into probably, I would even say, uh, potentially past Return of the Jedi. I think there's going to be a little bit of crossover into Aftermath with it. Um, so we, we've got a long haul I, Well, okay, but... Sure. He, this is probably another 75. No, 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 no. Series, yeah, let me, right? stop, let me stop you there because I don't think it is. Um, oh, really? I assume this would be a, no, a mainline, pretty large series. I want to say the last time I looked it up, I believe they only have 13 uh, that are, like, available, available. So I don't know how long they're going with this. Um, really? Wow. That's kind of disappointing because the setup for this could be pretty well, long-term. Well, uh, you know, I, I to be honest, I haven't, I haven't dived into this um, a ton. Let me do a little bit of quick searching to see if we can find um, find if there are any more because like immediately when I when I started looking at this all all the one source told me was thirteen issues. And I think that on most of the sites, they're you know they're obviously not going to give a ton away, um, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how 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 many they're really going to do. <clears throat> hmm, that'd be disappointing if they cut it off early. I think there is a lot of potential for. Well, here, here's the other thing to consider too. So these are broken up into three stories. So you have Destiny's Path, mm-hmm. which is issues one through six. The Will of Tarkin, which is 7 and 8, and then Operation Starlight, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. So the thing is, is we wrap up Operation Starlight on issue 13. Now, if they choose to make more than that, that's a different story. But the arc that we are in, called Operation Starlight, ends on issue 13. So we only have two more for this arc. But again, if they come out with more for the series, that's a different that's a different story. But I don't know. I, I don't have anything that says that one way or the other. And the next issue, issue twelve, comes out March tenth, so it's like a month. Okay. And that I mean that's kind of the way they've been doing it. One of these a month, you know, for past few months. Right. So. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know, man. But hopefully, 
I mean, it's labeled as an ongoing series, so hopefully they continue to create more arcs, but um, yeah, I can only go off of what I see. So, yeah. Well, that was comics, man. <laughs> that a was lot a comics. lot of comics. Quite a few, <laughs> but it was fun. It was it was it was good to get back in here. Obviously, we have more plans to do more comics as we go along. Uh, so, any parting thoughts? Anything else we want to talk about before we get to signing off? No, I think we've uh, kind of gone over pretty much all the high points of it. Pretty good series uh, overall. I guess maybe. Just a quick review. What would you give it so far? Obviously, we haven't finished the entire thing, but just from what we've seen so far, let's say just out of ten, what would you give it? Well, so far? I mean, I think if I think if we're gonna do that, we have to rate the arcs. Uh, not, I, I don't really want to do. True. So let's go into eight. So that's the first two arcs. Is uh, you said one through six for the first, and seven, eight for yeah. the second. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, like the the first arc is pretty extensive, you know, kind of dealing a little bit with Luke, sort of figuring himself out, getting the lightsaber. So, I mean, all inclusive. I mean, uh, it's tougher for me to do that with comics. I think. Yeah, maybe we'll save that for when we finish the entire series and just kind of do a general review then. Yeah, I, I mean. I, it's stupid, but I, d- I guess I just wasn't really ready. I guess I wasn't really ready to think no, about fine. that. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, The Will of Tarkin is good, but, it, I mean, it's two comics, and, and a lot of it is kind of, you know, backstory for our commander, which which is yeah. very cool. Um, it, it's very enjoyable but hard to put a score on that. Well, I mean, does it, does it highly it. advance the story? I mean, sort of does. I mean, you get a little bit of present day, but a lot more of the backstory of her. So, I mean, as far as backstory goes, I mean, it's pretty good. I'd probably be, I mean, for like the two Tark or the two Will of Tarkins, I mean, I'd probably like give it like an eight two for that. It's it's enjoyable. Um, the first six, uh, which is uh, what was this particular the um, oh geez, Destiny's Path. You say like. Um, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. It, it obviously got me, got me pretty hooked into it. And, and again, it's, it's fairly Luke and Leia centric for the most part. And you, you know, you end up with Luke getting a new lightsaber that we never knew about. So, I, I mean, I, I'd probably, I'd probably be rumbling in, you know, with like an, like an eight five for that as a storyline. I'm I'm fine with that. I I don't think yeah. I have enough information to really go on for the um, Operation Starlight because we're only two. Well, technically we're three issues deep, but for the sake of this review, we're only two issues deep. So I think I'd reserve that for later. Yeah, and they <laughs> those two standalone aren't that great, so definitely couldn't review yeah. them separately. Yeah, I think we need the entire arc to make an accurate decision on that. So what do you got then? Uh, so I'd probably say 8.5 for the, uh, seven and eight arc. I did enjoy that quite a bit, but I'm definitely a Tarkin fan. So that's going to be skewed Mm -hmm. for that reason. Um, destiny's path. I'd probably give an eight out of 10. 
I did enjoy that. Going back to Cloud City was pretty awesome. So definitely appreciated all that. A little bit more fleshing out with Lobot and whatnot. So right. And some pretty cool force powers in the process. Definitely for Luke at that time, those were some impressive feats. So that was pretty cool True. to see. So yeah, I think we're pretty much done with this. All right. Well, uh, as we reminded you already in the beginning, make sure to follow us on all the social medias at TC Plan Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, or you can send us an email with any of your theories or thoughts or anything you'd like to share with us. We'll be more than happy to read those on a future episode. And that is TC Plan Podcast at gmail.com. So for the Darth, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you.